Paleo quick tip of the day. Hey guys, welcome back to Paleo Quick Tip of the Day. And today, you need to choose where to live a good life. You know, where to live a good life is important. In fact, it is paramount. Our ancestors knew this well. They would hunt for a good cave or place to build their huts where there was ample game and wild vegetables to gather, a place where there was cover and a sheltered area, probably around a clearing where the tribe could build a fire, a fire for both keeping away predators cooking food, meat and veggies, and yes, oh Lord, there were probably little tubers and grass seeds sometimes too. But don't let that scare you from paleoness. Also, for tribal community, the bonding of the folk of the tribe from very young to very old, both sexes, no burkas in those days, oh yes, Community was incredibly important, both in the sense of interactive human community, but also in the idea of a community as a place, a place on this earth where you, a paleo person, along with your tribal compatriots, could not only protect and nurture one another, but also protect yourselves from outsiders, other tribes that may want to do you harm. For, make no mistake, there has always been tribal conflict. One group of people who determined that it would be a good idea to attack another group and take what they have, and even kill some, and drive the rest off. This conflict between groups of humans has always been with us and always will liberal and hippie hand-holding and banner-waving, flower-dropping notwithstanding. In the real world, there is no give peace a chance, only peace through strength. As Teddy Roosevelt said, walk softly and carry a big stick. That is the only true path to peace. And so, to come again to our main point where to live a good life. It's very important. A paleo-ancestral type of healthy and fulfilling life. Well, I maintain that a smaller sort of community is ideal. For one thing, our paleolithic ancestors had very small communities, around 40 to 50 individuals, up to 100 at the upper end usually made up a tribe. An area could not support more, nor could close, equal, and caring relationships be maintained in larger numbers. That would come later. That would require civilization. That would require agriculture, which, for all of its strengths, also requires a bureaucracy. Usually a king and professional soldiers and taxation, the list goes on and on from there. You know it all as well as I do. But 
If you want to remain free, you need to keep numbers down. Small cities are the maximum that you should live in and by today. And by that, I mean 50,000 or less. And preferably outside of that metropolis, that $50,000 metropolis. That way you get all the benefits and none of the drawbacks. Think of it. Wherever you are, you would have a short, uncrowded drive into a place with all of the culture, in quotes, and enrichment you could desire. Small cities now have all that large ones do, usually more, without the incredible crime, taxes, crowding, and cultural rot. And did I say taxes? And small towns are even better off with virtually none of the above. Okay, let's look back at the ideal of early civilization. Ancient Greece. If you don't get into political correctness, which I hope you don't, ancient Greece was where early life was probably the most ideal around since Paleolithic times. Not probably, it was. Athens at its height is estimated to be around 40,000 people. And this was the largest by far of each city-state or polis. And they had just about, for that early time, an ideal society for the time, one where thought, philosophy, and knowledge surpassed anything known before and anything to come again for thousands of years. In fact, the cornerstone of our modern knowledge, of our modern civilization, is based on what they discovered. So now, let's get back to you and now. Say you are a young person, in your 20s or 30s, married or not. This is the ideal time to move to a rural or semi-rural location. Especially if you are currently living in a big city or suburban or the big city itself place, get out while the getting is good. Go west, young man. Well, not really west, but that might be good for you. I don't know. I would say Midwest, but that's me. That's what I did. I was 28 when I moved from Chicago to my little upper Midwest small town outside of a small city. It is a hard thing to do, to move and uproot yourself, but it's something that was commonplace in the Paleolithic world. Ancient times, constantly moving on to new hunting locations, looking for a better spot to raise your family and keep your tribe healthy and happy. If you are here in the USA, you know that that's what your forebears did. They came through Ellis Island because they were looking for a better place to raise their family. And if you don't, if you don't go, you will condemn not only yourself to a life in a smog-filled, highly congested area with lots of crime and incredible taxes and real estate costs, all all of this for a tiny plot of grass, if you're lucky, 
along with status-conscious neighbors that try to outdo you in ostentatiousness. A bunch of little kings and queens, I term them. When you could be living in a small-town paradise, raising your family in a green place with lots of space, lots of trees, oxygenated air, along with bright starry constellations each night, instead of bright streetlights and billboard signs, sirens, and the sounds of gunshots in the distance. And even if you forego those last, the gunshots and the sirens and bright streetlights, by moving to the suburbs, you will instead be faced with Horrendous taxation. I mean really horrendous taxation. A hamster wheel of making more and more and more money forevermore. And those obnoxious status-conscious neighbors that endlessly compare everything. It's important to decide early. Otherwise, you just get stuck. You marry a suburban girl who holds all of those values, and she wants you mainly to make lots and lots of money. So, your time is gone, never your own. Endlessly working, working just to pay the taxes, to buy the status symbol autos and remodelings and unneeded braces and fake medical treatments that the suburban doctors recommend because they need to do all the same things you are doing. They need to make money, but probably in an even more pricey suburban neighborhood. They have to make money doing procedures on you and your kids. Your children grow up absorbing all of these toxic ideas and horror of horrors. They become like what you have become. So just go. Go where you really would like to live now, not later, after it is too late for your kids and too late for your own life. I saw a list today. Actually, my wife sent it to me, and I was entranced by it. 30 great up-and-coming small towns in America. As it says, those are the towns it lists. Just pick one or one like it. There are so many wonderful places in the U.S. that are so much better than major metro areas. So much better, it is amazing. Better in terms of less or, I know you can't believe it, but near zero crime no traffic congestion, none, low taxes, low home and land prices, and much better schools. I know what I'm talking about. This is where I live. The list goes on and on. Tomorrow, I will turn 65. Yes, your own Paleo J will be a certified senior citizen. And I couldn't be happier or more satisfied with the way my life turned out and continues to go. My daughter, since I left when I was young for here, 
grew up as a rural, small-town girl and turned out with none of the modern hang-ups that most suburban city kids do. And now she's happily married and living with my son-in-law, who's from here as well, in a small town near here with my grandson. So I know he will turn out good as well, no doubt at all, given his parents and environment and, of course, his grandfather and grandmother, too, but enough of that. As a postscript, though, I will add one more story. My wife and I have started going to a really small-town church near us within the past year. Our old church just started getting too big. I mean, it was probably up near a 1,000. This one is in a small river town, and has a tribal membership of just about 100. Just about perfect for a small, historic, perfectly preserved brick church from 1857. We struck up a conversation about music with a couple about our age at the church fellowship after the service. I'm in the choir. And he told me they were from Illinois, as was I. He suffered through his whole working life, and his son still lives down there, as we referred to it. He wasn't happy about it, but what could he do? His kid was kind of grown up and stuck there. It turns out that he and his wife had finally moved up to this tiny town after suffering through 40-plus years down in the urban jungle of Illinois, and now they were so happy. Finally, they'd spent all their vacations for the past 20 plus years vacationing up here, but that's just a couple weeks a year. They had friends that were up here and they were entranced with the place. But I'm happy for them now, for both of them as well. But still, 40 years is a long time to wait. A very long time to be where you don't want to be. 40 years I've been here. I thought of the toxins he'd breathed over those years, the sedentary job he'd been forced to endure, further sabotaging his health, and I felt sad. Sad for him, his wife, and especially for his now trapped son. Well, he's happy now, but how many years does he have left along with his wife? So my advice to you is this. Do it now. Choose a place you'd love to live, find a job there, and move there. Remember, you don't need as much money in a place like this as you would in the urban, suburban jungle. You just don't. So, just bear that in mind, but you do need a job. It's not easy. I am the first to tell you that. But to uproot yourself at a young age is far easier and more beneficial than when you are a large, full-grown tree with roots that spiral beneath the ground for acres and acres beneath the urban sidewalks.